Chelsea. And this is Andy. Welcome to Hugging and Learning, a podcast on which we rewatch very special episodes of television from the past to see what they have to teach us today. Today we are looking at Gem. Gem. The, uh, truly our ages. <laughs> uh, the episode is called Alone Again. This is season two, episode 14, originally premiered <laughs> October 23rd, 1987. And it was written by Sandy Fries or Freeze. I don't know what you want to call yourself, Sandy. Looks like Fries. I want to be Fries, so let's just do that. Sandy Fries, uh, which should lead us right into. Go ahead. You wrote what? You 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 wrote what? It's good. <laughs> Once again, I'm I am being surprised by soundboard elements. But my secret wish was, could it be a, a tiny chorus of little cats singing robots? Uh, and one of them's learned to play seven notes on the keyboard. Yes. <laughs> Dreams do come true. I mean, seven notes, that's almost a whole octave. So. It's almost. Yeah. You'll get, get there one day, yeah, yeah, yeah. tiny cat. Tiny cat will get there. <laughs> no, right. that's a major fifth, dumbass. <laughs> uh <laughs> All right, so it's, uh, you wrote what, Sandy Fries? Uh, Sandy Fries wrote an episode of Different Strokes uh-huh. called A Case of Overexposure. Okay. Don't know if this is going to make it onto our show, but it's troubling. <laughs> is it about sun exposure? No, my God, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Think again. Do you want to take another guess about what the very special exposure. nature of this is? Okay, go ahead. You well, is guesses. it about a freelancer who can't get paid for their work and they keep saying they're going to pay them in exposure? No, that's not anything special. <laughs> <laughs> try, try one more time. A case of overexposure. Overexposure. A flasher? Close. Arnold's campaign to be elected class president hits a low point when a picture that Kimberly took of him in the shower showing his bare behind is accidentally published in the newspaper. That's child porn. I was going to say, if you had two more guesses, maybe you would have landed on child pornography. Oh, no. There's so many questions here. Oh, my God. The first of which is... Why did you bring the camera into the bathroom? I have to tell you something real quick, uh, because I need everybody to know how hilarious this is in my mind. It's a sharp left turn. So recently, uh, the same team that brought us Sherlock uh, did a series uh, on Dracula, which you will not watch. Okay. I mean, you just won't. Okay. It's Dracula. Are you, are you about to be clamoring to watch a Dracula? I do love vampire stuff, but if I it's super bloody right and gory, now. then you know I, I'm I not going to I think you'd be it. okay with this. It's a little gross. Okay. Parts. I love maybe. Sherlock. I love Sherlock. So It's good. Then you'll like the first episode and a half of this three-episode <laughs> oh, no. series before it falls apart. But here's the thing. Uh, I I also enjoy Sherlock, and I think that uh, Steve Moffat, who created, wrote mm-hmm. Sherlock, does a great job of drawing people in. Here's how he does it in Dracula, is it starts with somebody who, uh, this guy, it's the Keanu Reeves character from Bram Stoker's Dracula. Sure. The tax attorney who goes to visit Dracula, <laughs> and Dracula fucking bleeds him dry to get younger. Right. Uh, that guy is still alive. Um, oh. And he's in this convent, and these two nuns start asking him about what happened to him. 
And he's like, oh, I went to visit this guy named Dracula. And they're like, cool, what else happened? He's like, I don't know. He just started getting younger. And they're like, what else? This is all the cold open, by the right. way. And they're like, what What else happened? And he's like, I don't know. I just, I became sick. It's as though Dracula absorbed me. And that's interesting enough. And then one of the nuns asks, well, um, let's cut to the chase here. Did you have sexual relations with Dracula? And then boom, into the credits. Great, great opening. But yeah, yeah, I know. And, and he he, he doesn't. Oh, well, I was going to say, that's an interesting wrinkle. Wouldn't it have been? Immediately dismissed. Uh, but here's the problem is then the credits are going on. And I, all I could think of was the show could be should be called Y'all Fuck Dracula? <laughs> Y'all Fuck Dracula? <laughs> and so I've been saying that. They fuck like, Draculas, don't they? Y'all Fuck Dracula? <laughs> I have been going around saying Y'all Fuck Dracula to anyone who will listen. In that specific, y'all fuck Dracula? <laughs> because, because I, I couldn't, and the first episode was lost on me because I'm too busy going, y'all fuck Dracula? I feel like that epi- that show, y'all fuck Dracula, is made by the two valets from Key and Peele. Because they were always yes, talking about Dracula's doing this and absolutely. Dracula's doing that. If they accidentally like got a, a development deal and they're like, let's do that Dracula's thing. Except <laughs> so let's call it y'all fuck Dracula? Y'all fuck Dracula? Y'all fuck Dracula? Uh, that's it. I I just needed that off of my chest. And well, now I'll get that joke when you make it. Fair enough. And let's see if we can get uh, our first piece of merchandising is a shirt that says "Y'all fuck Dracula." Y'all fuck Dracula? Just I'm in just time gonna, for Halloween. Here's the thing. I already got one customer. Me. I'm gonna buy that. <laughs> anyway, so that was uh, you wrote what? <laughs> you, you 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 wrote what? I need you Good to job, do kids. that again. Except they need to say "Y'all fuck Dracula." <laughs> Because that, that's going to come up a lot on this podcast from here on out. So before we go any further, we have a correction? We do. We have a couple corrections. Yeah. Chelsea, why don't you, you kick us off here while I find the other Yeah, one. so we were debating in our Boy Meets World episode, uh, our last Boy Meets World episode, whether Feeney followed the kids to college. And where we came down on it was surely not, Pro- right? No, no way. Um, and what then, is he, Screech? And then Nettie Smith on Instagram corrected us and said that Feeney does follow the main characters to college, first as a student and then as a professor. So thank you for that correction, Nettie. And uh, now we've set the record straight vis-a-vis Boy Meets World. There you go. Also, just a quick note to anybody writing in with corrections, which we'd love to receive until uh, such a time when we don't like to receive them anymore. Right now, I'm thrilled. I'm like, ooh, corrections. If you do write us uh, with a comment or a question or a correction, uh, go ahead and sign it as you'd like us to address you on the show. I don't want to be giving out people's last names if they don't want right. it. Right. Well, that, it's her name on Instagram. So I No, no, no. I, I realize that. I'm just saying, right. listeners, moving sure, forward. Sure, sure, sure. If you email her. Yeah. So the, the other correction we get is surprising ones from Jeff N., who wanted to clear up something about the New Kids on the Block Christmas special. Mm -hmm. Jeff says, in that Christmas episode, when someone donated money to African-American Santa, as one might do to a homeless person, you remember the racism that saves the day? Yes, I do. It was actually a callback to a Santa that was collecting charity money in the first minute or two of the episode. Yes. Okay. So that makes sense. So he says, racism averted, looking forward to next episode. Race, it was the nicest racism that we'd come across, though, so... I yeah. feel like if you could take a shot at racism, Jeff, you know, thank you, Jeff N. and Nettie, for your corrections. We won't try to be any more accurate moving forward. So keep a quick eye out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that admitting when you've when you've misspoken makes you more credible. I mean, that's the 
as opposed to just pretending like you don't care. So therefore, the more we mess up, the more credible we can become. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Chelsea, let's fucking eat a snack. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Let's enjoy a snack. Okay, so today we have our... Our final, because we're retiring it, and also um, it's a new year, so it just feels like a good time to yeah. move on. Our final Levi Petrie Memorial Snack Time Hour, except he's still alive. Just um, know that we are we're we made a jersey with your name on it, and yeah. we're hanging it from the podcast studio rafters. You will forever be a friend of the pod. Yes. So what I have here, in keeping with the trying to eat sugar-free or low-sugar snacks, yeah. is Quaker sour cream and onion rice crisps. But they're like not like the big rice cakes that you think of that come uh-huh. in a cellophane pack, and they're like the size of a hockey puck. These are yep. smaller, and I think they're supposed to be like sour cream and onion chips, but made of rice. And they only have one gram of sugar per serving. Right. No gluten, no, no high, high fructose, fructose corn, corn syrup. syrup. Yeah, so these were sort of like health foodie looking. Sure. So uh, let's uh, check it out. Absolutely. went oh when we first yeah, fit into these these look terrible they're ter- terrible looking it looks like now that we're done eating them i don't mind throwing this one out there it's like somebody found a mummy brain and decided and to like eat on it because they're like slightly yellowish in places i feel like a mummy brain's gonna be yellowish in places sure <laughs> this analogy is not great but then also like did shavings of it and then added sour cream and chives yeah, it um, it's that doused, old chestnut. <laughs> it's doused in a healthy dose of the powdery sour cream and onion flavoring it's, that it you put on chips. It is just that. I mean, that's that's what you get with a lot of snacks anymore. Is just like, here's basically cardboard, and then we yeah. put flavoring on it. Yeah, but as these things go, it wasn't gross. No, I mean, no, no, no. I would give it like a B minus. Yeah, well, sure. We want to give it a B. It's not. It's not a great time to be alive in the snack world of this podcast. <laughs> Uh, I found out, you know what I found out? It has sugar on it the other day. What? Fucking everything. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. So um, I'm, I'm, how many days? I'm almost uh, 30 days into this sugar-free journey. And I've noticed three major changes. Okay. I'm a lot more tired. Uh-huh. Super grumpy. <laughs> but I also stopped chewing my nails. Oh, interesting. Which I've done since I was a tiny <gasps> child. Oh. I didn't try. I just don't just chew happened. my nails anymore. And now effect. I've got nails and I don't know what to fucking do with It's because they don't taste like sugar anymore. I guess that's it. <laughs> they I weren't delicious. They used to, I used to dip them in sugar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's now talk about Jim. Now let's talk about a goddamn episode of television. Yeah. Super pumped to talk about Jim because I watched the shit out of this show as I think a kid. this is the first one I've ever seen. Oh, my God. I loved this show. As soon as I hadn't thought about it. I hadn't thought about it in decades. Well, who has? And as soon as the first few notes of the theme song came on, I started singing along all of the words oh. that came out of me like a Pavlovian response. Sure, of course. And Mouse was like, what is this? And I was just bopping around, just very excited to be watching Jim. I was immediately disappointed that it wasn't the Jim is Outrageous song. Well, that'll cut. That's the end credits. She's it wasn't, sing truly, truly outrageous. Do they? Yeah. I always thought it was the, the opening credits that did Mm-mm. that. Wow. It's exciting adventure, fashion, and fame. If you're a gym girl, you're never the same. 
Come on, come on, be a It's also girl. glitter, fashion, and fame. Glitter, fashion, and fame. No, I exciting just... adventures, fashion, and fame. Yeah, no, I look, I watched the episode. That one point they say, come on, come on, and be a gem girl, gem. Gem is no, my no, name. No, no, glitter, the something, something, glitter, fashion, and fame. They did, they did. Glamour, fashion, and fame. Glamour. Glamour, fashion, and fame. I'm confused because at the time that that is being said, the magazine Glitter flies uh, by the screen. Yes. Well, so let's all admit of these that things, we're all right. everyone's right. Also, all these things, glamour, exciting adventures, fashion, fame. This is basically like a thesis statement for my life. So clearly this was the blueprint upon sure. which I based well, my adulthood. You definitely want to instill a young girl with the belief that the three main tenets of life are glamour, fashion, and fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worked yeah. on me. Um, <laughs> you seem great. So if, if you, you were just had an argument about a theme song to a kid's show. Yeah, we're doing fucking fantastic. <laughs> Conflict resolution <laughs> through the roof. So, Jim. It's uh, not glamour, fashion, fame, and understanding. No, and compassion? Nope. nope. Um, so let's, it's fashion over compassion. That's what I learned. So, so let me tell you What's about. It's more exciting than telling someone they're wrong. <laughs> fashion? And fame. Glitter. Okay, let's, let me tell you about Jim in case you didn't grow up watching the show, listener. Jim, also known as Jim and the Holograms, is an American animated television series, ran from 1985 to 1988. It's about music company owner and heiress, Jerrica Benton. <laughs> what, heiress to what? I don't know. <laughs> the music company, I guess? I think she inherited the music company from her dad. So she didn't even get that on her own. No. Um, no. Her name's Jerrica, which is a totally real name. Uh-huh. Um, um, Benton and her singer alter Jerica ego Benton. <laughs> her singer alter ego Jim spelled J E M and Jim's band the Holograms and all their adventures. The series was a joint collaboration between Hasbro, uh, Sunbow Pictures, and Marvel. The same team responsible for GI Joe and Transformers. And the animation for most of the episodes was provided by a Japanese animation studio Toy Animation, which when you know that. It totally looks like Japanese animation. So the series revolves around Jerrica Benton, who uh, owns and manages... Oh, the heiress? The heiress Jerrica Benton, who owns and manages Starlight Music and also has a rock or new wave career as Jim, lead singer of Jim and the Holograms. She has a holographic computer known as Synergy, which does not appear in this episode, um, was built by her father to be the ultimate audiovisual entertainment synthesizer... And she's able to command synergy by use of micro projectors in her earrings. Jesus Christ. So what happens is the earrings turn her into Jim by projecting holograms over her and the members of her band. Ever living fuck. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need any of this. (laughs) They're not wearing wigs or disguises. Those are projections. Those are holographic projections that she controls through her earrings that appear over herself and her bandmates when she is Jim. So glamour, fashion, fame, and just... (laughs) Superficiality. Yes. Um, she is also able to project God. holograms around her and uses this ability throughout the series to avoid danger and provide special effects. It's like finding out the Smurfs had a nuclear weapon. <laughs> Wait, how is that special effects if this is animation? That's not special effects. Yeah, yeah you just have to imagine how special it is in your child brain. So Special is different she, for everybody. She has, a, she has a group called the Holograms. Uh-huh. They're... Two rival bands are the Misfits and the Stingers. And the Misfits, this is the only episode in which the Misfits do not appear really? of the entire <laughs> Fuck series. Me. Yeah. I all that's the only other thing I know about the Misfits. Uh Misfits. They're, they're a cool punk band. It's no no, no the, yeah, the Misfits in the show. are gonna get her. 
Yeah. We are the Misfits. Our songs are better. I think it's the other way around, but yeah. That's yep. all I know about the Misfits. Not appearing in this episode. She also deals with a complex and emotionally draining faux love triangle, which is not in this episode except for the transitions. Yeah, the transitions were super confusing. Both Jim and Jerrica uh-huh. are dating the same man, Rio, and Rio <laughs> romantically pursues them both not knowing they are the same person. Is his last name actually De Janeiro? <laughs> no, it's <laughs> it Pacheco. Fuck everything. <laughs> Rio Pacheco. We don't, this isn't, this is. Pacheco. Oh, man. Pacheco? I can't. Name a, <laughs> name a better pair than the 80s and cocaine. I dare you. So <laughs> that's all. That, that love triangle is problematic to me. I feel like if you're catfishing your own boyfriend, like, and he's, he's dating two women and not telling either of them about the other one and both of them are you, both you and he also, need to talk to someone. Yeah. Also dating. Up. The projected image of a woman on top of a woman that he's also, also dating. dating. Fuck me. Yeah. You. I, I want an episode <laughs> from that dude's point of view when his whole world comes crumbling down. Right. So, of course, in 2015, they made a live action movie of this, which yeah. I didn't see. No, neither did I. Um, okay. So that's the ordinary world of Jim. Like, what's ordinary <laughs> about that? It's fucking bonkers. In an ordinary world. Yeah. That was all controlled by, we don't tell you this, but our podcast is controlled by a sentient robot named Miles, (laughs) M-I-L-E-S, Millennial Intelligence, Lepton, Energy, Style, Syntagram, (laughs) my my powers of abbreviation failed me. So, remember, Jim is a secret identity, God. right? Please remember that Jim is a secret yeah. identity. <laughs> hey, you know who you need to remind about that? Jerrica. Jerrica in two goddamn seconds. She might as well. I know they've got to remind you that it's a tough job. Keep. Let's just get into this episode yeah. then. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, right. All right. Okay. Okay. So, we start by... We're driving up to the Starlight House. Yeah. Oh, in, in addition to being an heiress so and a sorry. rock star and running a music company. That's right, people. There's fucking more. <laughs> Jerrica runs Starlight House, where she uh, takes in orphans and uh, she's they're like foster children. Sure. And actually, this Which episode should not be. No. And according to IMDb <laughs> trivia, this episode was made because the show received constant criticism about giving a false portrayal of what it's like to be a foster child. <laughs> why is that their responsibility? Why are they? Why? Well, it they do make gives, it seem like camp. Well, also gives a false representation of what it is to be a woman <laughs> or, or an a heiress. rock star. Yeah. A rock star who gets out of bed at 4 a.m. is like, stop all that jamming around here. Uh, yeah, remember in the 80s when Motley Crue opened an orphanage <laughs> right. and then burned it down themselves? <laughs> That's why that shit doesn't work out anymore. So a social worker arrives Twisted at Starlight Sisters House. Sisters of Mercy. <laughs> oh my God. A social worker drops off a fresh orphan at Starlight House. Uh, Who is like, I don't want to be in this mansion with rock and rollers, please. Jim both holds band practice and fosters children. And when the social worker arrives with the fresh orphan, she is in gym mode and they're having band practice. And right out of the gate. for the big concert. The big concert, all caps, the big concert. Jim almost immediately gives away her secret identity. (laughs) Social worker Mrs. Harding is like, I'm here to drop off this kid because there's no room in the decrepit orphanages. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, we spoke. Uh, (laughs) I mean, mean, Jerrica told me. (laughs) Other Jim, I mean, Jerrica, I mean, not me. I'm not Batman. 
Uh, Jerrica told me you'd be coming by. Fucking super smooth. Right. So the girl turns out to be named Laura Holloway, and her parents died in a car accident last month. Last month. This zero, zero fucks to give has this social worker. Yeah. Or anyone. Or Laura. No Laura, one brings up her parents no. again after this moment. You would think that would be a, a righteous, inciting you incident would to think throw this, in there. This would have been... So easy to write. This is the thing. I kept being like, well, whiffed that one. Well, they set that up and then just never came back to yeah. it. Like, you got a girl whose parents died a month ago. Yeah. She's she's going to get into drugs. Like, this is great. This is so easy to Absolutely. tee up. But no, no, no. We're never coming back to the parents. Yeah, we played guitar good, though. We're never coming back to the parents. <laughs> you were never coming back to the parents. parents are okay, so Laura's carrying a guitar case. Yeah, and they're like, wow, you must play guitar. And she's like, I'm shy. Leave me I'm alone. I'm terrible at it. No, I don't want it. And they're like, come jam with us. And, and she's I write like, down here that no. like, something's wrong with her. Perhaps that something is her parents died last month. No, it's just nah, low self-esteem. She's good. Yeah, and then... Jer- uh, Jim Aka is like, do you want to meet some of the other Starlight girls? And she's like, nah, I also am not good at making friends. I'm not good enough to be good for nothing. Yeah, like, fucking, she's <laughs> she living, can't. she's a living embodiment of that kid. And I'm like, oh no, she's the wet blanket. Like, this doesn't seem to have anything to do with her parents. I think it this really is doesn't. just, she's just like this. I wrote down, uh, in the next scene, Laura says she's not good enough to be around people. So it isn't grief that's driving this. It's a lack of self-confidence. It seems to have no relation to her dead folks, unless she was in charge of keeping her folks alive. And With that's what she's talking about. Yeah. She was like, I was, I was, I'm, I was in charge of my parents' life support. <laughs> and I wasn't good enough. <laughs> Couldn't keep fall asleep. So I kept unplugging them <laughs> with my dumb guitar playing. <laughs> Boo. How'd you plug in my amp? So later, Let's pretend it's that complicated <laughs> of an issue. Later in the rec room, a sentient mullet loses at ping pong. Ooh, spiky hair magoo. Her um, name is Ashley. Her name Find is Ashley. Right, right before the credits. Yeah. And some of the other Starlight girls, they're all in there just having a great time. And, and Laura stumbles in and they're like, play with us. Come on, enjoy some teen activities. She's like, I just dropped by to tell you I want to be alone. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's also like, no, I don't want to. And then and then Jerick comes in and says, you come to come to lunch. And she's like, no, I don't I'm no good at lunch. Like, and she doesn't. Here's the thing. Well, no. So all the girls are like, hey, come hang out with us and play ping pong like girls do. Yeah. Uh, and then she's like, no, I was just looking for the linen closet. And they're like, well, we fucking tried, asshole. <laughs> and they walk out of like, the rec room. They, they all leave the rec room, leaving her alone. It's like, uh, you came in here, you ruined our good time. So fucking bye. No, I think they're going to lunch. Oh, I think maybe. it's like lunchtime. I was confused because immediately Laura picks up a ping pong paddle <laughs> and cradles it to her face and starts crying. <laughs> yeah. So her parents yeah. died in a ping pong related accident, <laughs> yes. I'm guessing. Or her parents <laughs> were ping pong paddles. Yes, her parents were were ping pong champions. They huh? died in a terrible ping pong car accident. So <laughs> <laughs> Just their car bouncing back and forth. Yep. And then she's like, the other girls are so pretty and talented. I just don't fit in here. And I was like, you talked to two of them for 30 seconds. How yeah. on earth would you... Po- talented at ping pong? Yeah. Like what? Maybe that's what she's upset about. She's like, I'll never be good at ping pong, neither. And then she says the most teenage girl thing ever. You don't understand. No one does. But again, that's not about grief or that's being just... an orphan or anything. Because arguably, everyone in the room would understand that. Yeah, absolutely. It's just not being pretty and good at things. Well, here's what it seems to be to me. And I mean, it's not 
completely this because, of course, they don't explore this. It's just a lack of self-confidence and not wanting to be around people. But what about that? What about a lack of self-esteem? And what about some sort of social anxiety here? Wouldn't that be a thing to address at some point? Right. And also, wouldn't it make more sense, especially coming later when she talks about how no one sticks around and she's not – she whatever – wouldn't it make more sense for her to be a kid who's been bouncing around the foster system for or years just, as opposed to someone whose parents died a month ago? Or, you know what? Hey, here we go. Let's rewrite this. She doesn't want to be around people because her parents died and she's worried that everyone will just end up disappearing. Yeah, away. something. Like, tie it done. somehow back uh, into this I'm so sad. extremely I fresh grief. Done, done, no, done. But it's not about actual grief because no. that would be too complicated and naughty so we're just going to make it about low self-esteem which is a thing teenage girls have right sure they all have it so here we go sure it's like oh what is happening i'll so, tell you what's happening fucking music video time yep laura goes down to a recording studio and a music video begins she be she she starts by saying all i've got is my guitar and singing and that's it right well before that it's a little muddy but when she, oh, when it? she's talking to jerica i'm calling that the call to adventure oh sure Yes. Because Laura says, I've never been good at anything. And Jerrica's like, everyone's good at something. Like, we just got to find what it is. See, I think it's it's coming up, though. <coughs> oh, we got to find out what it is. I understand. Yeah, I so we got to find a way to make her happy to be herself. Okay. We got to find, Laura's got to find a way to be happy being Laura. Sure. I mean, it's not well written. I'm sure you can make a case for several other points, but uh, that's where I'm placing it. That's fair. So Laura goes to a recording studio. Also in the Starlight also House. Also in the Starlight House. No, don't don't think that they're going anywhere. Mm-mm. I'm pretty sure their high school is, is just in the backyard. It's in the backyard of Starlight House. She yep. goes and she sits down with her acoustic guitar and starts playing. And this is, I didn't know that they did this in Gem episodes. Yeah. It just goes into a music video. Yeah. Which I imagine must have been real cool for some people. Uh, like if you're a kid who's not allowed to watch MTV, you must feel like you're getting yeah. away with it. Yeah. I mean, they have little titles yeah. in the corner uh-huh. and everything. They should make up little production companies like yeah. Abandonment Issues Records. <laughs> Alone Again by Laura. It doesn't even have her it's last name. It's a teen name. angst imprint. Yeah. So, yeah, Laura uh, doesn't even have her last name, which we know. Um, so, Laura is down there in the. she's crossed the first threshold into this dark world alone with her music and she sings alone again which is just like a teen girl poetry notebook it really is set to guitar music leaves are swirling her hair is blowing around her basically she's super sad not about her parents but because people don't want to be friends with her in the way she wants them to be friends with her because it straight up shows and sort of like the music videos are all very kind of um they show the sort of emotional subtext of what's going on in the episode as opposed to literal events but there's a point when all the girls she just met that offered to like try to play ping pong with her are in the clouds, sort of like reaching out to her, and she shuns them, and she's like, "No, no it's, one understands." And it's like, they all are foster children yeah. living in the yeah, foster yeah, yeah. house. Like they it's understand not, some of what you're going through. I didn't write down the lyrics because fuck doing that with my life. <laughs> but it, I, I remember this moment, and she's looking up in the clouds, it's like she's like friendly faces, all reaching out to me, and then I'm alone again. It's like, well, look. We need more here. We need right. more anywhere in this episode. Right. It's all very like, and then she's feeling bad about herself, but then they're like, you should be, then she's you need, like, no, I don't want you need to. One, you need one sentence. You, you need one sentence that's like, why would I be friends with someone that just disappeared like my parents? Or, Boom. 
I've been in six foster homes since I was 10 years old. Why would I make friends, bother to make friends with anybody? I'm just going to move again. You know, yeah. like anything, just yeah. anything. Drugs could fix both of those problems. Right, right. So unbeknownst to Laura, uh, Jim and the rest of the holograms are watching her music video from a doorway. Mm-hmm. And then they tell her how great she is. And they tell her she should. And here's the here's the other issue with this. Every bit of advice given to this girl after from this moment on is in an angry tone. Why don't you just hang out with people? Yeah. You should play at the big concert. It's, it's what all... are you, chicken? Yeah, exactly. I'll show you. The only thing I'm afraid of is reverse psychology. Yeah. Laura sulks and mopes and is very surly, and the holograms bully her like a dog with a bone. Yeah. And it's all happening too fast. It's all just like, you're scared to play. No, I'm not. I'm just terrible. You're a chicken. Fine, I'll play. But leave Laura what alone. Is <laughs> what is happening? I wish this was... <laughs> Leave me alone again. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, Lara is pressured into playing at the concert. She and says, is "Just yeah. immediately depressed about it, though. Yeah, immediately she depressed about it. Want to do it? She has horrible self-esteem, and just like people listening to you play, isn't gonna do it. Yeah. They also don't seem to be like, hey, play at the concert, and from now until the end of the concert, why don't we all play together? So that you can feel better about playing or like we'll help you practice or right. whatever. No, no. just nah. play with us. Just show up and play with us. <laughs> Here's the address. Meet us there next month. <laughs> right. Dumb, dumb. This has nothing to do with your parents or the fact that you can't make friends or anything to do with anything else. So the misfits aren't here. Like <laughs> Rio's not here. Where's Rio? <laughs> Cut to South High School. Do you think that Jem is having an adventure with the Misfits and Rio, like, while they're like, hey, we're going to meet us at the big concert. We have shit to do we got other that's stuff to way do. more exciting yeah. than your self-esteem bullshit. Also, what happens if Jim loses an earring? Are their earrings real? Yeah, they're, they're what project the holograms. She fucking goes to sleep with them shits in, so Yes, yeah, she does, because that's how she projects the There's holograms. There's got to be... They're, Chelsea, there 100% has to be at least one episode where Jim loses her <laughs> earrings and they fall into the wrong hands. Yes. Fucking, if there's not, fine. And someone else, Jim snatches and someone else can go around like looking like Jim while Jerrica is looking for the earrings. You know oh. what it's called? And then they put on the earrings and they look like Jim. Yeah. And it's called the Gemini Paradox. Oh! Thank you very much. Thank you. Looks like I'm about to write a fan script for a 1987 cartoon. <laughs> Love it. So You hear that, Hollywood? I'm on my way. <laughs> Cut to South High School. South High School. Where Laura is now enrolled. Um, she's sure. mumbling. She's sitting, wait, wishing hold on, hold on. she's sitting on a seesaw, mumbling under her breath about earthquakes and typhoons and all she's the horrible things. Die. She's like a cartoon Unabomber. Like she's, she's so scary. She. This is this is genuinely disturbing <laughs> because they want her to be mumbling, but instead it sounds like she is seriously wishing death and harm upon the population. I wish fucking earthquake would come along and destroy everything. Yeah. Typhoon fucking yeah. murder everybody Cartoon in Unibon. the path. It's no yeah. good. It's no good. But don't worry. Here comes a cute boy. Yep. He looks about 40. Um, even <laughs> <laughs> even as a cartoon, he looks super old. Yeah. His name is Bobby Braddock, mm. and he knows all about Laura, her name and everything, even though it's her first day. And he's like, I make it a point to know about all the cute new girls. And for the first time that we've seen, she like accepts a compliment. Within 20 seconds, Whoops. he tells her... Very quickly, he tells her he cares about her, he wants to help her with her concert uh-huh. thing, and he has some pills for her that will make her play music like a pro when they're free. Yeah, like, the 80s. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Take that, women, in um, the 80s. 
Yeah, she tries to demure, but the power of his wavy red hair is too strong. Uh, truly. Uh, if that doesn't get you, his blue eyes and jet black eyebrows <laughs> will. He gives her pills, and he's just like, they're just some pills. I don't know what these are supposed to be, says him and anybody who's writing this episode. Yeah, and he's like, they'll help you somehow with being afraid to play music. Sure. They'll make, they'll you, make it easier. They'll make you make it better playing music. Yeah, and more confident, and she's like, awesome. So she goes back to Starlight House and has the fastest drug spiral known she to science. takes those pills, and these, pill. Singular. A pill, and these drugs are awesome. <laughs> because she is like, huh, I don't feel different. And then hallucinations there is no like no problem she doesn't feel any like discomfort she said i feel lighter and now shit's flying around the room her guitar turns into a monster and she laughs at it that that sounds amazing um she's also immediately hallucinating yeah. like whatever whatever these were supposed to do in terms of making her better at playing music it doesn't no much like just drugs, like immediately <laughs> much like all drugs they she thinks that her shitty guitar playing is great and also like that drugs she can fly she thinks well before that she also thinks she only needs seven seconds of practice to be great right. she does she strums twice and she's like that's enough practice for today yep, I'm awesome um, and then her guitar <laughs> turns into a monster and her lunchbox turns into a bird and she decides she can also I'm fly like a bird she goes over to the window starts flapping her arm she's like on the top story of the house <laughs> this is my favorite part. Jer- Jerrica runs out and she's like fuck you Jerrica I can fucking fly yeah you pretty bitch <laughs> But check this shit out! Ah! She rubs her power of flight. Her newfound power of flight. Rubs it in Jerrica's face. She's like, you may be prettier than me and smarter than me, but I can fly. And she's like, like, dude, this woman took you in. No one here has been anything but nice to you. (laughs) Look, look. Roid rage. All right, hold on a second. (laughs) Hold on a second. Because, look, I understand what point we're trying to make about drugs here. But don't think for a second that if I have the power of flight, I wouldn't fucking tell you about it every goddamn second, <laughs> especially if you didn't have it. I'd be like, hey, Chelsea, uh, yeah, I flew over here. Where Do you want to fly? Oh, you can't. You can't fly. I have the how, power of flight. How did you get over here? For motorcycle. Do you have a motorcycle? It's like you flying. Motorcycle? Oh. You may be prettier than me, <laughs> but I got a motorcycle! <laughs> <laughs> So Jerrica runs up the stairs to try to keep Laura from jumping Laura's off the roof. Laura's doing a slow 10-second <laughs> countdown to lift off. And then Jerrica starts to slip. I mean, Laura starts to slip. Of course, Jerrica grabs her and hauls her inside. And she's grabs like, her by, like, her shoulder? Her upper arm. Yeah, in a it's way not, that, like, never you would have to be Like, overhand He-Man. on top of a yeah. shoulder. like Her full body weight. Yeah, that's, gravity. Not, a, that's yeah. not a thing. Laura, you were hallucinating. That's dangerous. You could have died. And Jerrica goes full fucking Osage County at this point. And she's screaming, who says I was taking drugs? Who says I got a problem? And it's like, no one. Also, you've she, taken by the way, a singular drug. Well, she's stone cold sober now. Yes. She's like, yes. I'm better now. She also develops a southern accent out of nowhere it's during very strange. this part when she's screaming, uh-huh. who says I got a problem? Again, she's had one Who pill. Who said anything about drugs? And Jerrica knows for sure that Laura is on something. Also, Laura's never heard the word hallucinating before and does ha- legitimately lo- hallucinating. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, seeing things, Laura, you dumb dummy. <laughs> Maybe if you had parents, you'd understand words. Jerrica's like, where are the drugs? And except she's always nice. So she's like, where are the drugs? And Laura's like, leave me alone. Cut to Laura at school with... Bobby just screaming on the swing, but she's pushing, sober. She's pushing her on a swing. 
But Bobby's a pusher. Bobby's a pusher. Literal pusher. If we haven't mentioned it now, by the way, in case you were confused, Bobby is a total like snake character. Yeah. He's showing up to deal drugs, be being, cute. Being 40. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> he's really 20. He's the opposite of 21 jump streeting these people. <laughs> right. He's 12 jump streeting these people. <laughs> so he gives her other pills and she's like, will you give me some pills the that won't make me hallucinate? <laughs> Um, like sure he's like sure here's some that won't make you hallucinate but will make you ready for the concert and this is what actually happens when she takes these new pills she breaks dishes clumsy she develops insomnia can't sleep she plays music terribly in the middle of the night her cheeks get gaunt she snaps at the other (laughs) girls when they tell her to shut up with the bad music in the middle of the night which starts a fight yeah a literal fist fight. She's like, it's four o'clock in the morning. She's like, well, if I can't sleep, might as well rock and roll. And she starts <laughs> strumming badly. And spiky hair girl Ashley comes in and tells Laura to shut up. And Laura's like, fuck you. <laughs> and Ashley says, I've had it with your moods. <laughs> yeah. And jumps on her. And I was like, Ashley, I would have jumped this girl probably day one. So this might be like day two, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to tell. She's also, awake at 3 a.m. And then she's awake at 4 a.m. So it might just be like, well, I've been awake for an hour. Also, the next morning, you're right. Lars's face has eight. Age 10, 10, 20 yeah, years. Exactly. It's it's a real y'all fuck Dracula situation. <laughs> situation. <laughs> y'all fuck Bobby Brown. <laughs> uh, it's also worth noting that uh, Jerrica comes in in full fucking makeup <laughs> and mm-hmm. a dressing gown. And, uh, in the middle of the night to break up the fight. Yeah, and tells yeah. them, uh, and Ashley, tells Ashley and Laura that they're grounded. And Laura's like, fuck off. Pretty sure the nightgown has shoulder pads. Oh, I'm and she's positive. definitely wearing the earrings. Um, Full on eye makeup, though. Yep, and hair done. Which Dynasty is probably how style. the fight got so far. She was like, what's that noise? I better <laughs> get up. And yeah. Let me get my nail brush. <laughs> brush these nails and... I put on some eyeliner. Oh, that's no good. Come on, Jerrica. Come on, Jerrica. Get this. it together. Oh, wait. Why don't I just use my power? Of de- no. Hologram. Jerrica, you need to learn to do this by yourself. <laughs> so the next, next morning, morning yeah. Laura spills orange juice all over one of the other girls and one then the starts like... screaming when everyone gets mad at her for spilling orange juice. No, one girl gets mad at her for spilling orange juice. She's like, why is everybody blaming me for everything? It's like, she, one person's blaming you for the one for thing, thing you, you did. did. And I just honestly have not a shred of sympathy for this bitch. Yeah, I hate her so much. She freaks out, man. I'm just like, you're the worst. Also, there is no, it, it might very well be just the next day. Yep. So yeah, maybe she... you're not good at anything. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe you the only stop... thing you're good at is self-awareness. I guess so. Let's not play guitar. You might become dangerously addicted to that <laughs> right. as well. So she goes upstairs and can't find her drugs. She's tearing yep. her room apart. Mm-hmm. She's screaming, can't play music without it. Can't live without it. Which, of course, then I was wondering, Yeah, are there any drugs to which you can get addicted after one dose? I mean, She's had two, I've heard, but she was addicted after one. Uh, I used to work with somebody who tried crack one time, and I said, how was that? Mm-hmm. And they said, I wanted to sell all of my possessions to get more crack. And I was like, oh, okay. And she was I've like, heard, that's why I knew never to do crack again. I'm like, all right, fair enough. Well, but so I've heard that about heroin, and I've heard mm-hmm. it about meth, that you can get addicted after one dose. I would dose. believe it about meth. I looked it up. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing to support that in terms of like science. It's just anecdotal. Well, I mean, it's one also, might argue, but I was also like, well, these are chemicals. They affect the body in a yeah. certain way. There's got to be a way to scientifically say like, yes, this is so dangerous that your brain can become addicted to it after even one dose. Sure. But through all my Googling, I could not find a single drug that has been agreed upon by science to be 
addictive to some people after one use. Well, I feel like this is the problematic part of this episode and most of the drug episodes that we look at is they are making it seem as though drugs are chemically addictive after one dose. Yep. And that all drugs are chemically addictive. Yeah, it you know, doesn't matter what it is. We don't even have matter. a name for this thing. No, who knows? It's just red and white pills. Uh, I call it awesome. But uh, like, you know, pot episode, somebody smokes a joint and then they're homeless yeah. the next day. <laughs> the next day. The problem here is that, that the message in the 80s about drugs is not even one time or you'll get horrifyingly addicted to yep. any drug ever. Yep. Which doesn't, which makes it sound like drugs are the problem. When in actuality, I think people who get addicted very quickly have some psychological element that needs to be addressed that they're covering up with drugs. It's self-medication. Yeah, of course. But you know, it's again, it's oh, those drugs. They're too tempting. Yeah, so. they're just boogeymen roaming the streets, yeah. trying to lure you in. Just feel like shit about yourself. Yeah. So then she's tearing her room apart trying right. to find the drugs. She can't find any more. Jerrica comes in and it's like, you have a very serious problem, which of course Laura denies and says, I don't need your help. I don't have to listen to anyone. And she runs back to school looking like a zombie. But Bobby won't give her any more without $30. It's only free the first two times. Yeah. You know that old rule that all absolutely all also worth noting in the establishing shot for South High School. It lets us know that there are elections on Friday. Oh, good, good. <laughs> By the way, so <laughs> let's see if that pans out. Maybe that'll f- figure into this somehow or another. Uh, uh, so yeah, Bobby up- is also no no business all business now. No flirting. Yeah, just like where's your thirty bucks? That's how you can get more bills. Won't you push me on a swing, Bobby? No, no, that's five dollars. <laughs> I've got kids to feed. <laughs> New music my, video. My third ex-wife really <laughs> put me through the ringer. Bleed me dry like a Dracula. So mm-hmm. new music video. This yeah. is called Nightmare. Nightmare. This is the anti-drug music video for Jim. Yeah. Pills are flying at her. Dude, Literal this shit is trippy as fuck. Pills. This is like Eyeballs LSD. floating around. Yeah. It's not great. People turning into prison bars. Yeah. It's terrifying. It's super duper trippy. Yeah. And then she's on stage and people are booing and throwing things. She was in a glass box yeah. of emotions. And then she knocks that over. And <laughs> my favorite trope of all time, people are booing and someone throws a straight up tomato at her. <laughs> Followed by like a bottle, I think. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, that escalated quick. <laughs> Took a turn. And then she's in the desert. Yeah. And she's singing, lost without a friend. The night's so unkind. And, and I'm like, hey, the night's unkind? I'm like, yeah. I feel like Nightmare is a song by Gem and the Holograms, which they're like, man, it might as well be drugs. <laughs> right. And in the background, while Laura cries an entire lake, <laughs> a single eyeball sun looks at her. It's the fucking, eye of Sauron it's beams something, down. Look, I'm pretty sure that I can go into a shop that sells pewter figurines <laughs> and find this on a poster somewhere. It's intense. It is. So then the music video's over, and we're back at Starlight House, yep. and Laura... Resorts to stealing money from Jerrica's purse. Jerrica catches her. Yeah. And there's a merry chase. Laura screams, of course, you don't understand. Yep. And she gets away by ducking under some hedges. The only weakness that Jerrica has. Oh, hedges. These, these shoulder pads are not going to fit under that <laughs> not hedge. Under the, I'm not without messing up my, uh, my delightful hair. Uh, and she says, got to find Bobby. Mm-hmm. Bobby will help me now. End of act two. Right. So now we go back to South High School, Where still wondering how elections are going to go. What if, oh, also, in, in a moment of foreshadowing, Ashley, during right before she jumped uh, Laura rightly in the middle of the night, mm. said she needed to sleep because she had a big history test. 
Oh, wow, that is good. Yeah. So, I forgot about that, but it is, it's a good thing. It would be awesome if she'd been like, the elections are coming up. <laughs> I got to get elected. I right? have to get my sleep so I can get elected. So <laughs> Fuck it. Just under, just misunderstanding. Ryan Murphy's Jim and the Holograms. <laughs> so, oh my God. At school, dude, Laura can't find Bobby, but she finds Ashley. Who just basically tells her to fuck off. Like yeah, she's like, you're a dumb could. asshole, Laura. She's, <laughs> but to, to her credit, Laura comes up and she's like, oh, hi, Ashley. I can't talk. I'm looking for Bobby. And she's like, well, fuck off. I don't want to fucking talk to you. I don't talk to you. You walked up to me. You cried all over my paddle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't play right. I'll never get those tear stains out of my ping pong yeah. paddle. My ping pong paddle is tear warped. <laughs> So Bobby comes along. Yeah, we 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 switch over like a Tarantino movie. Now we're following Ashley. What? Robert Altman's shortcuts. <laughs> Robert Altman's Jim and the hologram. So Ashley drops all her papers all over the ground, and Bobby comes along and yeah. starts hitting on her with the exact same it's, lines he used I on used Laura. I used to wish for a natural disaster before a test. It doesn't Ashley. work as well in this context. Doesn't at all. But so, you know what? Fucking. Girls, but then, and then Bobby's like, "Here, take these pills, and you'll totally ace your test." And Laura silently cries around a corner, but doesn't fucking say anything. Doesn't say or anything. Do anything. Well, she's too busy experiencing the most sobering thing of all time—a fuck boy. Jim and the fuck boy. Jim and the fuck boy. Glamour, fashion, and fuck boys. Codependence, fashion, and fame. I meet any boy and I'm never the same. <laughs> Give me drugs, compliments. <laughs> I like how you're putting the onus of the the terribleness on Jim and not the fuck boys in this. I don't know. I think that. Well, I look, I'm just pointing out the fact that the, it's a sobering fuckboy experience. <laughs> it really is. So, so she, you, know, you would B- think Bobby that, Braddock harms and then he helps. Well, you would think that then. Laura would run around the corner and be like, Ashley, don't take those pills. They're going to make know. your guitar turn into a monster. Yeah, absolutely. But instead, she just like, doesn't say anything. Ashley, it'll make your ping pong turn into a ping pong battle turn into a monster. So uh, now we're going to approach the inmost cave. Yeah. We cut away, by the way. We don't know what happens. Just Laura's crying and then it's like, well, right. we got, nah. oh, but, Laura runs outside. Yeah. And this somehow makes her understand that she shouldn't have stolen from Jerrica. Yeah. I guess Bobby's insincerity makes her understand she shouldn't have stolen from Jerrica. So now we are approaching the inmost cave. I may not come out alive, but I'm gone in there. And this is when I realized we're probably not going to see those elections, huh? <laughs> no. Jerrica Jer- <laughs> arrives at school. And Laura apologizes. They get into Jerrica's car. The fuck with this thing. <laughs> I know we're selling toys, but back off. Jerrica's car is bright pink and has the word Jim splashed across the back of it. Yeah. This is the world's worst kept secret. Subtle. Also, you can project a hologram of, I'm guessing, pretty much anything. You pick a girl who looks exactly like you as your alter ego. Yeah. Like a good old-fashioned wig would have done more to describe your identity. It's glamour, fashion, and fame, not subtlety, fashion, and fame. <laughs> she couldn't learn anything from Miley Cyrus, I guess, then. Oh. No. Yeah. See, Miley was doing this better. So... They go to a group encounter session. It's very, Which yeah. is what? It's not helping that it's you're like, making it that general. Yeah, it's like group therapy or like a Narcotics Anonymous session so. or like she, an intervention. By the way, she tells Jem about Bobby Braddock. And she's like, well, you just need therapy. So we're yeah, in this. Yeah, Lars like, no, I can handle this myself. And Jerrica's like, nah, bro, nah, we're going to get you to a group setting. You ain't noticed that I'm in Jem's car. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you on drugs, dummy. You're definitely on drugs. So um, we go to this group session where a woman who sounds like a cat wearing a human suit, like Disney's Silence of the yes. Lambs, is leading the session. Yeah, remember that old joke from season two, folks? It's back. Yep. Of course, Laura is doing the thing she does best, which is scream at everyone yeah. and say, this is dumb. I don't have a problem. And then this girl sitting next to her just goes off on her. She's like, you're an addict. Shut the fuck up. Everyone hates you. Again, Basically. we're yelling the problems away. <laughs> and then then that's when we realized like, what it actually is, because she says, what can I do? You're right. How did you know I was stealing? How did you know I was making everyone mad? And the leader says, first, admit you have a problem. And I was like, okay, so it is like a Narcotics Anonymous type yeah. of thing. And Laura admits it. And, and then the leader says, now comes the hard part. You've got to overcome the problems that made you turn to drugs in the first place, which is low self-esteem. Well, this is what she says. You have to overcome peer pressure. That is number one with a bullet, peer pressure, which is doing something that somebody tells you to do and feeling bad about yourself. Thanks, cat suit lady. I'm cured. Yeah. So I can make an argument that this group session is the supreme ordeal, but I can also make an argument that the very next thing that happens is the supreme they ordeal. They want it to be the next thing that happens. Like but, that's what they want to to act as a cure all. Like right. we can't see the slow process of you know feeling good about feeling yourself. good about yourself. But that's the gauntlet that they throw down during the call to adventure. It truly is. Is the idea of like what is going to help this girl to to feel happy to be herself? But their answer is just not drugs. Yeah. So. This should be, this group therapy thing should be the supreme ordeal. However, it definitely is, they want it to be the next thing that we do. They want it to that, be the next scene. So. so. Out of my way, beast! So we go to the, the innermost arcade. The innermost arcade. Uh, well, It's actually called Tilt, which is the arcade where I was growing up that we oh. went to. Yeah, same. I think that was, was that a chain? I must have been. So we're at the ar- arcade for the mm-hmm. Supreme Ordeal, and what happens is we think... <laughs> what ha- happened is... What ha- happened is we think <laughs> she's been to therapy, and now she's not going to do drugs anymore, and also clearly Ashley's like too smart and has too much going on and not low self-esteem, so why would Ashley do drugs? Yeah. But oh no, here we are in the arcade, and they are buying more drugs from Bobby Braddock. Zunes. They he are shows up. Be drug dealt. Be drug dealt. He shows up to bring his seven kids to the arcade. Yeah, yeah. He's like, while I'm here, might as well be deal some drugs. Yeah, and then as soon as he gives them the drugs and they are bedrug dealt, cops jump out. Fucking rocking undercover cops. <laughs> what else is like a fringe cowboy shit? Yeah, like a mullet. Yeah. And they slap cuffs on him and it turns out Lara's been wearing a wire and this whole thing is like a fucking sting operation. It truly is. And the cops arrest him and the girls are friends now and drugs are off the streets. And next next uh, season we'll look at, you know, how the schools fail them and then after that how newspapers uh, fail the public. No, it's JK, it's just joke. the elections. It's, wire, the it's just elections. Oh, the elections. Yes, that's next season. A young, um, fuck, I can't remember his name. So it's worth noting that when the cops are approaching uh, Big Bang Bobby B, uh, (laughs) he says, hey, man, no friction. Take it easy. He says, no friction. I love on these shows what they think that bad guys say. No friction or the word friction, nobody's ever said. (laughs) No. And in a in a in a way that means don't hassle me. Like right. <laughs> no I, I defy you to find anybody cool who's ever been like, you know, it's a good thing to say. <laughs> no friction. friction. No friction, man. Okay, so uh, yeah, now we're gonna Cop do... thanks them for their service. And then they're like they have a moment where everybody stops talking and it seems like they're all thinking, How do we get out of this scene? <laughs> and Laura leans on a video game and it makes a noise and they'll go. Ah, ha, 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 ha. 
like that had anything to do with anything. So it didn't. now we have the return with the elixir, the healing uh-huh. of the community, the return to the ordinary world. With elixir. What could be more ordinary in this world than Jim and the holograms playing the big concert? Big concert. <laughs> so it's the big concert. Laura says, I'm not sure what prompts it, but I do have written that she says, I'm going to get through this. And then Jim and the Holograms oh, play a song. I missed that part. Dude, that's <laughs> dire. Jim and Jim and the Holograms play a song with Laura that Laura wrote for the concert today, I guess. Also, we need to know that Laura is all better, so those cheek lines are gone forever. Yep, she's back to her normal self. Let's um, talk about this music video that yeah, we get into. I saw as far as I can tell, this song is about not sighing and looking for answers inside yourself. Don't look at the yourself. fucking moon, dummy. <laughs> look for answers inside yourself and don't sigh. She says don't sigh two times. She says don't look at the moon two times. Don't look at the stars. Yeah. She doesn't t- she doesn't call people like, well, here's the thing is it takes like a turn here where you would think that you would see more of the counseling session or you would see mm-hmm. somebody journaling or mm-hmm. somebody looking reading a book. Visiting the grave of their parents. <laughs> 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 no time. <laughs> I have no time for that. They died last month. Hey, get it, over it. Yeah. No, we, we, we zoom in on a Orad Laura yeah. in a, a, a fantasy field yeah. meditating. And I'm yeah. like, well, that's, we're oddly progressive. And she goes on a spiritual out-of-body experience that involves yeah. nature and self-acceptance and a deep connection to yourself. Something that, you know, drugs would help with a lot. <laughs> right. Something that Laura has... Not had at all through the entire episode. Now that she's quit drugs, magically has found. She there's one there's there's two weird moments here that that made me feel uncomfortable, which is, you know, let's not forget that Gem and the holograms are a thing. We see Gem running along the beach with the holograms. Okay, sure. And then in the sky is a gigantic Laura. Yep, yep. And then Laura looks into a lake, and they've got the aspect wrong, and it's like Laura is. Five times bigger in the lake. So she's looking at a reflection of herself. And, you know, who's less than now, not me and my reflection. Right. It's okay. And then she sings, when you love yourself, you start to glow with pride from deep inside. Mm -hmm. And then no tag, we're done. Truly outrageous. I was just like, okay, so when did she find this pride? Like, what brought on this this wave of self-esteem? Fucking question mark. Like, nothing. Like, she just, nothing. Yeah. She starts off hating herself. She gets into drugs for a hot minute. And then she, when she quits drugs after 20 seconds, yeah. she's suddenly filled with pride well, and self-esteem. I mean, I feel like the least they could do is show us the cute boy who told her to believe in herself. <laughs> well, it's like, if if the thing had been set up even just slightly better, like, I can't play, I can't play this concert without these drugs, I'll never be able to do it. And yeah. they're like, yes, you can, you've been able to the whole time. And then she does, and she nails it. Yeah. Then she has some self-esteem. At least there's like a cause and effect. No, then she's, but yeah, you're right. She gets onto that stage, other than this, I'll, I'll get through this somehow I'm moment. Fixed. I'm fixed now. It, yeah, the, the concert is, is afterwards. Yeah, she's already, she had time it's to not... write the song and teach it to everybody sure. since she gained self-esteem. Yeah. This episode, I also feel like, doesn't give any better portrayal of what it's like to be a foster child. No. Um, doesn't doesn't really deal with the whole uh, my parents died thing. Right. Also, it has the cruelest cartoon trick of all times. What? Which is they end the scene of uh, the music video and they're like, Jem, will be right back. And then when they come back, it's just the credits. Fuck, Fuck you. that. Also... That is, that is shit right there. The You're like, song, ugh. The song Nightmare, used in the middle, is a reuse. It previously appeared in the episode The Fan. So that's oh, not it sounded even... familiar. <laughs> um, we have no misfits. This is 
Uh, I said the only, but it's actually the first episode to not feature the sure. Misfits. Also, another little bit of trivia, because that's what I'm doing now. Yeah. Jamie Lisa Murphy, who voiced Laura, and also I noted to myself when I was listening, oh, this sounds like an actual kid, like not an adult doing a kid voice. Yeah. Has one other IMDb credit, a single other IMDb okay. credit, which is child in The Life and Avengers of Santa Claus. No shit. Yes. yes. Oh my God. Yes. Whoa, you acted in what? <laughs> Only the life and adventures of Santa Claus. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's all you need out of your life is, is you know, she set out to hit the big two. <laughs> right. L-A-O-S-C and Gem. So let's talk about, I guess, I, yeah. I don't know what to research for this because I, I was like, like, this we need is fucking nonsense. Flip several coins what to figure out. What am I going to talk about? Yeah. Foster system? Like, that isn't even a part of that's this. That's not. How long it takes kids to grieve dead parents? That's clearly not a I part of like this. I feel like the foster system is horribly misrepresented as a kid being like, please take me back to the orphanage instead of this rock house. Right, where uh, there seems to be one parent for eight girls and she's away being a rock star slash heiress yeah, slash my music exec most room. of the time. Huge room. Yeah, where I can hide all sorts of drugs. <laughs> right. I have a library, a small library where I apparently hid drugs as well. Right. My own lunchbox. Um, but I did find an article, or it's probably just a blog, but I enjoyed reading mm. it. A uh, website called whatelseison.tv. <laughs> sure. A woman talked about all of the ways that this episode hits the big talking points of a dare pamphlet. So oh. basically like the tenants of the dare program and how they yeah. appear in this episode. And it's pretty compelling once you start ticking them off. So here are the things that tick off the dare pamphlet. Okay. One, it's totally normal for drug dealers to infiltrate your school so they can sell That's you drugs on the playground. Always, always be scared of that. Happens all the time. Yep. Two, hallucinogens always convince you you're able to fly. Yep. And, and if you're not, you will go to a roof. <laughs> right. Uh, three, the first time you try any drug, you immediately become a lying addict. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Four, your first two doses are free and the third time's a charge. Exactly. And then when your dare indoctrination is complete, you tell the police about the drug dealer who approached you at school. You get to be part of a cool sting operation. Yep. That one bad guy gets locked up forever and, and your high school playground is safe again. Yeah. And that's the way the war on drugs is won. Just like one teenage sting operation at a time. Well, look around, Chelsea. Do you see any red and white pills around here? Nope. Success! It's because I won a dare essay contest. Oh, that's right. Fucking nuts. And got to ride in the dare car I in the parade. I told some kids taking speed. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> did. <laughs> high five! No, high on life five. High on life five. <laughs> I mean, kids shouldn't take heroin. Kids shouldn't take meth. Like, I don't think these things are in dispute, but I think the thing that we have a problem with when we watch these episodes is just a complete lack of information. Yeah. It's just a constant scare tactic the entire time and the thing is that like kids are smart kids are kids are capable of understanding also it's not giving anybody a way out of these problems what's the way out for laura uh happened to be in a house with a musical group who can help you believe in yourself and take you to a big concert where you'll do a good job she doesn't have any agency she doesn't actually she gets dragged to the group thing Mm -hmm. as far as we know she gets dragged on stage and she gets dragged to this house. Like, she's just a person that things happen to consistently. Yeah. And then she yells at people when they say, hey, maybe you shouldn't. She's like, no one understands. But then also, which is it's just fine, because when she's like, I don't really feel like being around people, people are like, well, why don't you cry on that pig bomb paddle? Yeah, it's just terrible. The whole thing is just terrible. Like... I, I can think of so many ways to fix it, and I don't even We've, feel like going over them because No, we, we talked about them all the way through. It's, it's just not, I, I mean... Yeah, no good. Uh, I don't think this has a, a ton of merit to it. 
uh, except for those rock awesome music videos. Yeah, I wouldn't show anyone this to teach them anything. I would show them the theme song because it's truly outrageous. Truly. And the rest of it, I'd be like, we'll just skip to the end theme song. We'll even show them the theme song. Because, really? I mean, that's just teaching people that, that all that matters is glamour, Exciting fashion, adventure, and fame. Fa- fashion, and fame. Exciting adventure is fine, mm-hmm. but why do you need to bring fashion and fame into it? Uh, are you going to dress like a slab on these exciting I'm sorry. adventures? Indiana Jones was like, hey, we got to get this idol and then get over to fucking... Do you think James Bond, was, James Bond was like, I'm just going to wear sweatpants for this? He could have. Nope. No. Uh, what did we learn? Um, God damn. Well, I learned, <laughs> I learned that there is no drug that science says is addictive for everyone across the board sure. after, like, there's no drug that that they could say, yes, you take this once you're at risk for addiction. Yeah. But that was on my own. Yeah, I don't, the, this episode does not help with that. Uh, I don't know that I've learned how a gem episode works. That's yeah, sure. as much as I took away. music videos? Sure. Yeah. Fun, fashion, and fame. <laughs> uh, who, who did you, who did you, <laughs> who did you want to hug? Oh God, who I want to hug? I, I don't. I don't Ashley. Find, yeah, I think Ashley's <laughs> yeah, the Ashley. only because she's she's fed up with like Laura's shit right away. Yeah, which if everybody else had been like when she started taking drugs, but then she's gracious about it and they do a sting operation. No, at the I'm end. even gonna I'm, I'm, I'm take that back because no, they shouldn't have been uh, mad at Laura right away. But Ashley is at least consistently pissed at Laura <laughs> the entire time. Until the end when they do a fun sting operation together and they're clearly going to be best friends. <laughs> even then she's like, oh, I If it wasn't for this own. sting operation, I wouldn't be hanging out with you. <laughs> uh, so that's Gem and the Holograms yeah. all alone. We did it. We oh made it this one. So bad. I have to imagine we'll revisit Gem sometime in the future. Yeah. These, I, maybe they landed a different episode better. That's just, just to... Didn't I, work out. I don't know. I have something sad to report to now at the end of the episode. No, somebody's dead. No, you okay. already you already know about this. I'm just doing this for the benefit of our listeners. Sure. Um, so you might have noticed we didn't tell you where to go watch this because it's impossible to find on the internet. Oh, yeah. And this is a thing that we would normally say, hey, go to the Paley Center and mm. check it out. However. Bad news, folks. Bad news, folks. The Paley Center is saying goodbye to its physical space in Beverly Hills here in Los Angeles. The one in New York will remain open. But the Paley Center, formerly known as the Museum of Television Radio, is giving up its Beverly Hills home on the corner of Little Santa Monica Boulevard and Beverly Drive, Mm. for which it has paid $1.2 million a year for its lease. It's been in there since 1995. But it does not own the land beneath the building. They sublease it from Bank of America, Uh blah, 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 all this stuff. It was supposed to have its lease until February of 2024. But the property management firm that bought the property Uh is buying them out. However, the Paley Center programming will carry on without it. They still have plenty of events planned. They have Paley Fest, which they haven't held at their own center for a while anyway, because it's too big a deal. They'll still have their HQ in New York City, but yeah, no more physical Paley Center. This article, which I'll put the link to, doesn't say when this is happening, just that it is happening. may have already happened. This was published um, in December of... So I, Don't yeah, know. I thought we should update you guys that we won't be saying, go check that out at the Paley Center anymore. And uh, this is why. Do you know what we will be saying? 
No, I'm asking you should download it from Russians. Down, go to the Russian corner of the internet. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, uh, we'll always do our best to find this for you streaming yeah. somewhere. If not, you know, what are we? What are we going to tell you? YouTube. I mean, yeah. that's what. Unfortunately, I don't like to promote that because I think the artists who who make stuff I, should get paid for their absolutely. content. But However, sometimes if there's no the avenue to pay that to, artist. Yeah, yeah, there's no way to way I'll to tell watch you it. What, go watch Gem on uh, YouTube. And uh-huh. then go buy some gem licensed products somewhere. <laughs> oh, oh, here's here's worth noting. Uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Courtney. Yeah. Recently received a Christmas present from friend of the podcast, Garrett. Yeah. Of a stuffed black rhino <gasps> and certificate from the World Wildlife Foundation. Oh, yay. They saved a rhino. They did save a rhino. Oh, good for them. MacGyver would be so proud. He would. He's still alive. MacGyver isn't. What? I mean, what happened to MacGyver? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? This is how I find out. First, the Paley Center. Now this. Next time, we are going to watch another episode of He Man and Masters of the Universe. Mm-hmm. Hope we'll be able to talk through that in less than fourteen hours. Meh. We are going to watch A Friend in Need, which is season one, episode sixteen, and you can stream that on Hulu Plus Stars if you have Hulu with the Stars edition. Uh, yeah. So we'll see you next time. We'll talk He Man. Bring snacks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hugging and Learning. If you want to visit us online, our website is huggingandlearning.com, where you can find links to all the articles we talked about today, as well as our post office box where you can mail us snacks. Subscribe to our podcast, rate and review, and tell your friends about us. If you want to drop us a line, you can email us at huggingandlearningpodcast at gmail.com. You can tell us about the experiences you've had with things we talked about. Or you can send us suggestions on which episodes we should do next. Our podcast is produced by Miles Pulaski, who also wrote our theme music. I'm Andrew. And I'm Chelsea. See you next time. Bring snacks!